Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Sports Day for Kias, EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year and Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Every good evening of this very wet, wintry Thursday afternoon. Boy, oh boy, is it wet out there. Be careful on the roads. Malcolm Blight and David Wildey, Sports Day SA for budget car and truck rental. If you're moving house, you can use them. We know that. Get on the road faster. 13, 27, 27, 13, 27, 27. Malcolm, Jack Blight, how are you? David Wildey, you didn't play golf today, I'll bet. You would have wimped out. Well, I was actually one that was going to play. Another two wimped out. And, oh. now, and I'm glad we did now because at about 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock, the rain came in really, really hard and um, and we would have walked off anyhow. So I'm glad I didn't play. Now, if you look at the forecast for tomorrow, of course, the showdown here in Adelaide tomorrow night, Adelaide Oval, Port Adelaide. Uh, Saturday Adelaide. night. It's uh, Saturday night. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, of course. But it's going to be wet tomorrow and Saturday, isn't it? Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. Now, this is where you have this theory, and I probably agree with it a bit, that the, the – the smaller Adelaide quickies are better at night football. Well, we've gone through their um, yeah. their games. Definitely, they've played better. Of course, the the big one was when they beat Carlton recently mm. and did it well. And you were there live. You said they looked like they were attacking the body in the player, oh, oh, yeah. and a lot of the ball on the ground, yep. which I think they've got the you know the Murphy McHenry these sort of players. So it sort of suits them. Um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm looking forward to the showdown. My, my gut feel is Port will win, but not by a lot. Yeah, I, I probably tend to agree with that. But just on that, Port Adelaide have one in, of course. Robbie Gray. Yeah, what a, what a career. Boy. Uh, out Bonner and Mead. Now, also for the Crows, Wayne Miller is back. McAdams out with his hamstring. And Bed Day was the midi sub. So they've really made one change, both of them. Yeah, we thought maybe Lockie Gallant, but yeah. I think it's going to be wet. Yeah. They'll, they'll go, go for the smaller one. They, they'll, they'll keep Murphy, Rowe, uh, Miller, uh, and McHenry have the have the smaller guys on the ground, which I think will suit yep. suit Adelaide rather than having another tall because they've still got um, you know got Walker and Philthorpe. Yeah, they've got, they've got enough there, haven't they? Really. Hey, before we look at that game, I just want to play a grab from Alistair Clarkson because he's been fairly quiet recently. Look, poor old Ben Rutten. I do feel for him. He's he's turning up to training, taking it, and everybody. It's almost like they've got a noose around his neck. And I see Simon Goodwin today, the coach of the Melbourne Football Club and Premiership coach, has come out and said, "Well." I think it's pretty ordinary what's happened there. And so I, Damien Harwood, yeah, because he's worked with both, both of them. Both of them, yeah, and he said, yeah. I, I, they could have waited one game for the whole thing to unfold. Next week, everyone would have said, oh, okay, that's okay. That's what happens. That's a speculation, though. Yeah, I mean, I and he must know he's uh, – I hate using that word, but a dead man walking. But you'd have to think even if, if, Clarkson, if Clarkson doesn't go to the Bombers, are they still looking at Ben? Ben, they think he's not the man. I don't know. <laughs> Let's hear from Clarko. It's quite embarrassing, to be fair, to be such a, the, the central figure in, in all this. You know, it's, I've got enormous respect for, for the three guys involved in their, in their clubs. You know, Spike McVay, Chuck Rutten and, uh, and Patch Adams are all terrific football people and they're, they're trying to do the right things by their clubs. And um, 
and in particular with the with the, the situation around truck, you know, um, you know, he's still got a year of his contract to run, and it's um, um, it, it's quite embarrassing being uh, being the centre of attention in a, in a situation that's just so difficult for both him and his club. So, um, yeah, I'd. I'd uh, I'd prefer to be able to get off the off the back page. Um, and I know full well that this circus will all end once I can make a decision uh, one way or the other. So the sooner I can do that, the better. Yeah, he's, he's right with that. I mean, it's, you sign up for it. I, I mean, I've been through it. Most coaches have been through it at some stage. Uh, Could the Rutten thing sway him to North Melbourne when he said, I feel really sorry for especially Truck, he said. He's got a, yeah. He said he's got a year. Yeah. Of his contract to run. Yep. Now, one of that and these deeper negotiations with the Kangaroos. I'm just oh. wondering if that could be the the swaying factor to go to North Melbourne. Yeah, I I think he will, and I got no idea why I'm saying that. Other than, I think it's a better fit for him. I think the expectation starting from the bottom. The bottom. You, you know, there's only one way up, and you know he's going to get time to do that rather than at Essendon. And they'll 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 want a quick fix. They'll want a quick fix, and. That that might be right, and they've probably got they're probably further up the ladder than what the North Melbourne Football Club are. I was fairly confident he might at at the twelfth hour go to the Bombers, but just hearing him in there, no. he said it's yeah, I've yeah he's been... got a, he's got a contract and he's not nice. I don't want to be the centre of attention. Attention, he said. No, well, it's hard not to be when everyone's talking about him, <laughs> yeah, isn't so. it? Yeah, um, yeah. Well, hopefully, just oh, I don't, but then again, I'm not sure that Ben. Ben's the man, the way that uh, they're not playing no, for him. No, that's true. And they didn't, just just on the Bombers, they admitted one player after the worst performance I reckon I've seen all year. That was the young Ruckman. Yeah. Brian. Yeah. One player. I know. Hey, listen, last night we were talking about best ofs, best players with Robbie Gray retiring and all that. Now, we've got John on the line. He wants to compare, I think, Craig Bradley, the great Craig Ooh. Bradley, and the, and the very great Darren Jarman. Hi, John. How are you this evening? Hello, Mac. I'm very good. Thanks, David. Congratulations, Will's on uh, becoming grandfather again. Mother and baby doing well? Yeah, I just got a couple of pictures and messages. Um, only yeah, a, only great a day stuff. old, but going really well. Thanks, yeah, John. He's, he's, no, that's it, true. That's what it's all about. Yeah. That's what it's all about. That's fantastic news. Hey, but, he's, um, he's already kicking on his left foot, uh, David. <laughs> <laughs> he really? He's asked the Malcolm Blight snapper. Spot on the spot for North Melbourne. It's an arm yeah, back, eh? Yeah. about 20 years ago. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I... Uh, it's a better player. Craig Bradley or Darren Jarman. I've got my views. Did you read Craig Bradley's record? He, he, uh, he's won six best of first, three at Port Adelaide when that NFL was hot, and three at Carlton, and the most games for Carlton, Captain Carlton, seven or eight, eight or nine time all Australian. Darren Jarman won two best of first, three time all Australian. Uh, you know where I'm going. I'm a fort man, obviously, but. Oh, just your thoughts, fellas. Yeah, I can. Uh, this is this is where comparisons are odious. Both what, great players. Yeah, both they? great players. One of the things is Craig played generally wing most of his career. Uh, I can see. I played a state game with Craig. He won the medal actually in Perth when we had a great win over there against WA. But he just ran up and down the wing. Darren's played in the hard spots. Someone He's played half forward, more so in the midfield with me because and half back. But Darren's played more forward. So what you actually do, half forward, flank forward, pocket, anyone out there that knows the game, male or female, it is a tough business to play half back, half forward, uh, sorry, half forward, half forward, pocket stuff. Whereas Craig, on the wing, you get a much more flow, you get much more involved in the game. Both great players, but so different, it's not funny. 
Yeah, they are completely different. And Darren played in the midfield too. And uh, I think Bradley has played a bit of centre as well, but wonderful players. He had oh. the biggest tank. He could run yeah. flat out all day. Yeah. But sometimes you're actually running. Darren didn't have to run. He got it, made a really good decision, and then used it. As a game breaker, though, you, would you perhaps go to Darren Jarman? Yeah, as you probably would. As, as, you'd shove him to full forward, you yeah, need a couple of goals. Yeah, as, as effect on the game, what Darren could do. And one of the things that always interests me with Darren is that the great Jason Dunstall said, just led to him, he's best the best kick. kick I've ever seen. Now, Craig Brinkley wasn't a poor kick by any oh, means. Brad's unbelievable. He was a great player. And he lasted like five million games. Yeah. I shouldn't say five. 500 games or something yeah. he played, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, you know, so, Jesus. It is so it's, – it's like comparing Black Caviar, the sprinter, to Mackay Diva, a three-time Melbourne Cup winner. And that's what you're looking at. Early days, um, Craig Bradley were playing Port Adelaide. I was standing Tim Evans. And up to three-quarter time, I'd had a pretty good, you know, afternoon. Mm. Um, Port would be – in the last quarter, Bradley got the ball three times out of the centre, hit him on the chest, leading out. Yeah. And he can. Bradley was an amazing kick too. I think Darren may be a bit more penetrating in terms of um, distance than that, left and right. John, yeah, yeah, fantastic. Can I just say something about Craig Bradley? I believe his father, yeah, his father Lionel played at Port Adelaide, then came to Woodville. Lionel Bradley. And also, I think he coached the second. Was he a Precker? Come from Precker? Yeah, 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 that's where they lived in. And he was a left foot. I remember watching Lionel when Lionel. I really run. Anyhow, this is the true story. I think Lionel lived in the Woodville area. It was in the Woodville zone. And apparently, Craig lived with his grandmother down near Port Adelaide Way, somewhere down Ethelton or ah, somewhere. Is that how he got there? I, I'm not quite sure the suburb. I forget what the story was now. But it was probably one that Port Adelaide did. In those days. Bit of skullduggery, was it? Oh, do you don't think Port Adelaide did that because they oh. won that many premierships? Oh. Do you think did they it's did a handy pickup. Yeah, handy? <laughs> handy pickup? I remember someone at Woodville telling me that, and I was pretty young, and they said, how did that bloke, he was living in our, now he's down with his grandmother. Yep. One of the Port Adelaide, I forget which one it was now. Someone could remind me on that. Now, we don't be crying because he was a great player and ended up being very well, but Port Adelaide were apparently very good at that, I was told. You know, he played 98 games, I think. For Port? Yeah. You wouldn't think that because he had a, such a long career in the AFL, oh, didn't he? Yeah, um, it, yeah. Unbelievable. And we've got uh, Doug. Doug, hi. Good evening, Doug. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, guys. Um, so I just wanted to talk about the showdown, um, particularly uh, contested bowl. I I was saying to uh, a mate the other day that I think the Crows could beat Port in contested bowl, particularly around the middle. Ben Keys and Roy, Rory Led are in pretty good form at the moment. And he kind of laughed, laughed at it and, and said, no, nah, you've got no hope, you know, against Ollie Wines and, and Travis Boak and others. But I think we, I think the Crows can win the contested ball. I'm wondering what you guys think on that. I, t- I can tell you now, this is official. This is from the official stats for tomorrow night's game. In the clearances, that's all the other clearances, Rory Laird has 144, Ben Keyes 120. So the two mains have 264 clearances for the year. The two mains for Port Adelaide are Travis Boak and Ollie Wines. They have 117 and 98. That's 215. So the Adelaide boys, all being fair, square and all over that, are 50-odd more clearances involved. And Berry gets in there too. Yeah, Berry's next in line. So I only did the top two. And William Drew was very similar to Berry, the yeah. two younger guys. So it's really Laird and Keys. They won't get smashed there. No, no I, I'm with you. Yeah. I just, you know, they've really got a lot of, you know, they're a much more senior team, David, aren't they? 
Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I, I I think Port Adelaide, as I said, probably still a year ahead of the Crows. But um, we think if the ball's on the ground, it should suit Adelaide. They like the, you know, the the chaos, manic sort of stuff. I think Port Port have got a few that that like you know you got a, a Burton, Marshall, these sort of blokes. Um, even Amon on the wing like to use the ball well and and you know kick from kick to kick. But that's interesting. Yeah, very interesting. I would have thought that uh, Rosie and Butters are going to be the two boys that we're going to look forward to from Port Adelaide going forward to see that the steps they've made this year have been enormous, as in on the ball and some midfield stuff. I, and I think they are really low to the ground players, David. So they, I'm going to really watch them in the slippery conditions and just see if they've taken that next step. I mean, they're very light bodies, but, gee, they're very brave, both of them. Yeah, a bit of dislike between the two teams. Uh, Darcy Byrne-Jones having a bit of a crack. Chad Corns, we know, did. Don't, doesn't like the Crows. Um, Ollie Wines made a couple of comments about the Crows, almost being elitist sort of, or, <laughs> or having entitled, now, I think was the word. Now, I'm going to give you two other stats now because yeah. I've had a busy day, of course. Yep. Um, Adelaide have played 38 players uh, and Port Adelaide uh, 37. So there's not much different there. This is the stat that really interested me. For the year, Adelaide have only played three first gamers. You know, Port Adelaide have played five first gamers. Right. How's that? Wouldn't have thought that. No, you wouldn't have thought that, would you? And the quarters won, just quickly. Adelaide have won 38 quarters for the year. Port Adelaide have won only 39. Wow, you have got time on your hands. Lumo SA, powering local footy and fans in South Australia, switched to Lumo. And Australia's most wanted the care EV6 and Kia Sport Oats car of the year. Richard Douglas, not far away. Sports Day for Kia's EV6 and Sportage, cars of the year. And Lumo SA, Aussie owned, made for South Australia. Yeah, Richard Douglas, not far away. Uh, thanks to Weeks, Weeks Homes discovered different. But time now to go to Toddy Gray. Expert Greyhound Racing Tips. Follow the dogs SA on Twitter or check out Greyhound Racing SA on Facebook. Remember, gamble responsibly and... Uh, a tiny bit of a star is he at the moment in, in the film industry, bloody. Well, you know, he's a man of many, 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 many facets, as well as being a stand great tipster, stand-up comic. And he's, <laughs> he's also a film star. He sings, dances, wow. and romances. A bit of vaudeville. A bit of vaudeville. And he's apparently, we've got to do this before the dogs tonight, mate. You're on a set. Of, you're a film extra uh, with Hugo Weaving, the great Australian actor. Yeah, he's in Priscilla, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's it. Yes, I am, legends. It's good to be here. Um yeah, a bit of a bit of a treat today, actually. Yeah, on a film set, I can talk about this one a little bit. You can go on IMBD and look it up. It's called The Royal Hotel. It's got uh, Hugo Weaving in it. It's got Julia Garner in it from Ozark. I'm a bit of an Ozark fan. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm here I've been spent, spending most of my day trying to get my mug my, my mug in there, and I reckon I've at least got an elbow or two in the shot. So I reckon I might make I might make the grade this time, lads. Wow, oh, well Todd. Now you probably don't know this, but we'll get onto the dogs in a minute because we love them both. Yeah. But I'm actually in a, I was actually in a film too, so I don't, I don't want to steal your thunder. Oh. But it was on a film yep. <laughs> film called Let's Get Skase. Do you remember Christopher Skase, who sadly passed away some years ago yeah. now in Spain? And but, went to Majorca. Yeah, Majorca, went to Spain. Majorca yeah, order. yeah. But he, he there, yeah, there was a yep. film. I, yeah. Let's get him. No, no, and you can see it's me. It's a fleeting, you know, it's not a, you know, I didn't star in the role. Did you speak in it? No, no, I was just there. And you've got to see the film. Look, it was a worldwide uh, success. It took, I think they spent about 800000 to make it and they took $23.58 at the box office. (laughs) 
Holy hell. Okay, we'll tell you what. We'll gun for $24 on this one and see if we can beat it. This is a dog segment, not a Malcolm Blight segment. Let's get back to you, Toddy, for ground racing. Uh, what do you got for us? Every segment's a Malcolm Blight segment. Uh, well, I actually don't have a best bet tonight, ladies. I found tonight's card very tricky, actually, but I've managed to find two each-way ones. So we're going to jump in race eight, number seven, to start with, Zipping Chew. Now, we've got three dividends here, and I tell you what, this bloke, he's a strong dog, and, and wet tracks suit strong dogs. So that's what I've been looking at today. It's been raining all day down here, so Angle Park will be a... Will be a wet track, so we're looking for the run-ons. But, yep, this bloke, he won last start over to 5.30 in very nice fashion. He's stepping up to the 600 metres. He'll get that extra 100 metres, no worries at all here. I reckon he'll lob about midfield. He'll make, he'll, go for, he'll make his little launch about halfway down the back. And I just reckon he's going to lob in the top four, and I reckon he's a very good chance at making the podium. Um, I just don't think he should be double figures for mine. So we've got the three divs here, Malcolm. So race eight, number seven, he's missing two. Lob midfield and make the podium. And if there's any argy-bargy up front, I expect him to really be in this. So he's the main play tonight. Race and, eight, number seven, missing two. And a very wet track, Todd. It is, yeah. It is a wet track, and that's going to suit the, the, my next hit even more. Because this bloke, now listen... He will come out stone cold last, this dog. Do not throw your ticket in the bin. That's, got, that's how he runs. That's how he does his races. Race 12, number two, Basil Brush Rose. Now, he will be last around that first turn. But now, this is on the downside. There's only two divs here. But on the upside, there's two less dogs for him to have to maneuver and weave through in this race. Uh, look, the one's going to lead here. And I reckon that's just going to give him a lovely little sit behind it. It's going to like almost like clear the way for him, give him a little escort to kind of sit on the rail where he loves to do his racing. And if he doesn't run up too many bums, he doesn't get in too many traffic jams, he is going to be absolutely storming home like a steam train the last 200 metres here. So race 12, number two, Basil Brush Rose, to really give him a shake. But don't worry, he will not be anywhere in the first half. That's how he runs his races. Do not panic. Basil Brush Rose, well done. Hey, well, I hope those are stars, just like you are on the film set today, Rototti. Oh, we can only hope so, lads. Um, I reckon I've drank about four pints of non-alcoholic, very warm beer today at the moment on set, and I reckon I'm going in for another half or one in a bit. Are you back tomorrow as well? Yep, I am I am back tomorrow. So I've got at least two days here, so if I don't get in today, I'll manage to weasel my way in tomorrow. Don't you worry. <laughs> great stuff. Uh, don't, great. Forget, don't forget the worldwide uh, release of Let's Get Skase was about 20 years ago, and, and it was an absolute failure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll look it up. Cheers, legend. Thanks, Toddy. How did you get... Toddy, back to you. That's unbelievable. <laughs> he's telling his big. He's with Hugo it's, Weaving it's, and it's uh, girl from Ozarks, and Malcolm says, "Yeah, I was in with Christmas Case Showdown Weekend, mate. It's one of those. the box office, though, was it? Yeah, it was. You needed a speaking part. Yeah, to, I probably did. Yeah, you know, give some sort of uh, oration. Now, if you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator, or tiler, a Beaumont Tiles wants to help you. Head to iCanWin.com.au and you can win a twenty-five thousand dollar advertising package to promote and grow your business. Um, we've got Richard Douglas coming up shortly. Dougie's a good player, wasn't he? Yeah, he's a good, really, gamer. Yeah, really good player. And he's filling in for you next week too, which is going to be great. So another side of the break, former Crows legend, Richard Douglas. Sports Day for Kias, EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Malcolm Blight and David Wildey Sports Day SA for weeks, weeks homes discover different. And Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. They've been that for 21 years in a row. How's that, Blighty? 21 years, years in a row. Effort. Polaris. Well, the Crows have had a couple of very, very good number 26s. Of course, yeah. Mark Pickley, the, the captain, the dual captain. And Richard Douglas wore it for over 200 games too. And uh, obviously played in a lot of showdowns. And it is a showdown week. Yep. So we thought, who, who can we get uh, for the Crows? Uh, we had Dean Brogan last night. Dougie would have played against him, but we've uh, got Richard Douglas. Hi, Dougie. How are you? 
Afternoon, boys. Yeah, really well. How are you guys? Good to speak with you. Um, the showdown, um, from your perspective, now, you, now you've retired and that look back on them, uh, are they upper knots from a normal game and somewhere between a normal game and a final, you think? Oh, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, no, there's certainly upper knots or two. I was, uh, I was lucky enough to debut in a showdown and um, coming from Victoria as a young lad, I didn't know too much about it. You obviously hear about it a bit on, on TV and whatnot, but not until you experience it, it's quite incredible and Lucky enough to play in over, I think, over 20 in the end. but 22, actually. Last, 22, 22, mate. Was it? Yeah. Last, yeah, half a dozen or so. were just fantastic games. And, you know, that's continued on, you know, as close as you know, the last time we've seen it. Well. So, I don't know what it is about them, but they're just fantastic contests. And the state gets behind it. We love it, don't we? Yeah, we spoke with Brogan last night, and he said back in his day, um, they really did hate, hate um, on the field, the Crows. I reckon things have changed a bit. They don't seem to be as... As spiteful, I suppose you can't do what you could do 20 years ago either. But, um, yeah, from your perspective, did you know many of the, the Port Adelaide boys when you're playing throughout your career? Oh, you can't help but cross paths with them, given you're in Adelaide and it's a, a small city. But, honestly, you don't tend to spend really any time with them outside of footy. We're not mates. We, we see each other, yep. I guess, at appearances or, you know, sporting events and whatnot. But, um you know, we don't really like them as a club, do we? You know, and, and we like to beat them. There's no doubt about that and have the bragging rights. But um, we certainly respect the way they go about it. And they've had some fantastic players and just a great rivalry. But we certainly love getting one up on them. No doubt about that. But, yeah, as you mentioned, the hatred, it's, just, it's probably gone past that a bit and just become a, a great respected rivalry. Yeah, Richard, I did look that up today. Round 21 in 2006 was your first game in the showdown. That would have been... As you mentioned, a bit of an eye-opener. But you did play in 22, and you had 10 wins and 12 losses. So you're to blame for why the Crows are just that one game behind, mate. It's your era. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. I thought my record was better than that. So. No. Well, there you go. Now, I think we won our last uh, four or five against them, two possibly. So, gee whiz, my record might have been quite poor before that. So... I didn't know that stat. I thought I was on a positive ledger, so I'm a bit glad you mentioned that, Malcolm. Yeah, no, well, I, as I said, I looked it up today, and yeah. it said uh, R. Douglas playing against Port Adelaide, 22 games, 10 wins, 12 losses. And you've got to go well, with those go. stats, don't you, because that's in the in the Bible, mate. But anyhow, hey, listen, you've had a number yeah. of coaches. Did, did the coaches approach it differently? Did some of them get a bit up, some of them a bit down, some of them just played it low-key? What, what actually, how did the coaches go that you ended up being with? Yeah, that's yeah, a good question. I remember... Craig, he was just business as usual, I think. Just pretty stock standard. He, internally, they had a really strong rivalry with uh, Choco. So they, he really wanted to personally have a good day in the box and get one over Choco. There's no doubt about that. But he sort of was a bit more, just another game, boys, but let's embrace it. Um, Sando tried to get a bit more emotional and, and build it up. And I remember he specifically, you know, picked play, match players against players. He often got into Brad Crouch and you're going to compare yourself against Ollie Wines for the next, you know, 10 years and he's, He'd try and really fire it up one v one against you know your particular opponent, and we know what Walsh was like. He was just boys, it's war. We're going to war. <laughs> yeah. Us versus them, we hate them. And yeah, obviously had to spend a lot of time at Port as well, so we had a great respect for him. But he tried to build it up as a final. And Pikey, uh, probably just business as usual in uh, Don's sort of way. So every coach, as you said, had a different approach. But I did really enjoy the build ups and the way the coaches would try and. Um, in, engaged rivalry and you know obviously we don't always get to play finals every year so this is a great way to practice stuff against that finals type you know pressure so I always look forward to 
those games and seeing who stands up and plays well. Dougie, you're just out of the game, and you, as Blighty said, you debuted in 2006, which 16 years ago. Was footy better, you reckon, in those early times? They made so many changes to the game every year. I reckon they tinker the rules. We get annoyed. The players get annoyed. Spectators get annoyed. Do you think footy was played in a better way 10, 15 years ago, or is it, is it hard for you to make an assessment like that? Yeah, it is interesting. I think the one rule that has helped the game is the 6-6-6 rule. Outside of that, I don't think too much has. Um, I love the fact that from a CB, they cannot drop players behind the footy. I think that, as a smaller forward, certainly helps. Um, but I think the game evolves over time and, and players adapt and coaches change the game more than any sort of rule. You know, Coaches are so smart. They spend so much time behind a, a desk. They find loophole, loopholes and ways to counteract rules. So I think we just leave it and let the game evolve naturally and, and that's when footy's at its best. It's a, it's a mistake. You know, the game's all about mistakes. We play with an oval-shaped ball, so I don't think we should be seeking perfection. Um, you know, mistakes do sell papers and that's what it's all about at the end of the day. So let's leave it at that, I think. I look at a guy like D-Mac. Got everything out of his career and he had a few injuries early on, but you guys work so hard. It's such a physical game. Um, did, did you en- did you enjoy that part? I mean, I... It's it's a business now. Footy really is a business and a big one. Um, did you enjoy the the grind and the physical stuff? Was that Dougie or were you, and some guys like it? Some guys find it a bit tougher. Yeah. No, I did enjoy it. I certainly when I played my best, I enjoyed it. I um, when the games got a little bit spiteful or heated, I felt um, more engaged in the game and it it fired me up. And I think that brought out the better stuff in me. Um, but probably towards the back end, the last year of my career, I struggled with that side of things. It's not that I didn't want to go out and get hurt, but I didn't enjoy the, the hits and the whacks and, and getting up as much. So that was probably a good time that I was done. Um, but you're right. It, it is such a physical game. And I know the boys now going into round 23, they'll be sore and, and probably looking forward to a, a bit of a break and saying that obviously we would love to be playing finals. But um, it, it does take its toll. And particularly for the Crows, with such a young side. We've seen a bloke like Rochelle, you've struggled in the back end of the year given how physical the game is. So it's um, as physical as ever. Yeah, it certainly is. Hey, you, look, you've won the best in Ferris in 2010. David, what was the name of that medal again? Like, uh, what was it oh, called? Malcolm Blight. <laughs> oh, that's Some right. Some guy yeah. played, yeah, played yeah, in about do you keep that, Richard, at home? Where, where do you, is that in a prized possession place somewhere? Oh, I, can't say in the, I can't say in the stock now, can I, bloody? <laughs> <laughs> it's, no, I've uh, I bought a little uh, trophy cabinet and I just... A bit self-indulgent, but I thought I'd put a few of my little trophies and memorabilia in there. That probably when the, you know my young fellas old enough can show him and tell him how good it was. Not that he believed me, but <laughs> no, it's just I tucked away there. So um, it's a nice one to, yeah, to no, have. And, um, I'm sure he will. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I've, I've I've got a I've got the biggest garage you've ever seen for all that stuff, mate. No one looks at it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I shouldn't have said that. That's going to end up somewhere. I shouldn't have said it. I can also say. You, uh, you were runner-up in 13, and, and the thing that a lot of people forget, you were fifth in the best and fairest in 2017, the grand final year. So, I mean, you had a wonderful time. Now, I was going to bring the next question is, why didn't you win a showdown medal? Did, were you robbed of it? <laughs> no, no, I think um, I was close a couple of times, but uh, no, I probably, I don't know. That's a good question. I'll have to, I saw Stolz him, and he saw yeah, Stolz him. I mean, he's pretty good in the showdowns, and um, no, I thought I played some good games in showdowns, but uh, you, 
you've got to be pretty good to be BAJ. So it was uh, more of a quiet achiever and just uh, went about me work. Dougie, when you played for so long, the adjustment post-football, and he went to Nord, but uh, that wouldn't be quite the, the demands of, of playing for the Crows. I bet you your wife and, uh, and family are happy to have you more around. But is it a... Does it take a bit of time when you've been training at the club four times a week playing and then you go into, gee, what do I do on a Monday or Tuesday? How, how have you found it? Yeah, it's certainly it, transitioning is a thing. It's, it's a challenge, probably more so with the identity stuff. But I think for me, you know, you, whether it's a good or bad thing, you pin a lot of your identity as a young kid and particularly to your career on football and you, you let your mood dictate by how you, how you perform on a weekend. So... Um, that's probably not a great thing in saying that, but I really enjoyed the constant feedback, the week-to-week examination, which you get in AFL industry. Yep. Um, when you move into a different line of work, you just go about your business and not too many people tell you how you're doing. So you actually crave that constant feedback, which you don't get. So that's, that's probably a challenge in, in your working life and, and how you're going. You know, you don't see, you don't actually get that, um, whether it be positive or negative. Um, so Missing out on that um, that feedback, I missed a little bit. But yeah, just adjusting to normal life and the nine to five grind. Um, just trying to you know keep moving into things that I'm passionate about and staying connected to football and, and people that are at the club. So it's certainly uh, it's a different thing when you're in, been in the game for 14 years and um, something that the AFL and clubs need to keep looking to improve and, and assisting guys on their way out. Richard, I you know that what you just said then, I think. One of the most cleverest things I've seen, that identity crisis after, you know, when you've been to the mountain and come back down again. Do the players... I know the Players Association put lots of programs out there, but but is this part of the program going forward for blokes retiring? I think it's a really important subject, that identity theft is what mm. we called it. And it is. It's very hard for some blokes to... And, and women. It's going to be the same for the girls shortly when you've been on a yeah. pedestal. Yeah. Have you have you written a, a? This sounds funny, but I would write a thesis on that by Richard Douglas to the Players Association to start looking at this going forward. Yeah, and that is, it's I've spoken a few guys that have uh, exited the system, and particularly if you don't achieve, you know, what you wish you did. Now, I think you know a lot of guys can still win premierships and still walk away feeling a little bit empty. They, you know, as as athletes, you always want more, don't you? Like that's what what drives you. And, um, you need that to become better and, you know, to, to go out each week and, and look to be better. So you're never quite satisfied. Um, but I've also had some chats with some return servicemen and, and they have the same sort of experiences. You know, they, they leave the the Army, Air Force or Navy, whatever it may be, and they, they finish and, you know, they move into their next line of work and they, you know, trying to find that identity. So it's a, it's a real challenge. Um, the, the AFL, the AR are aware of it. Uh, it's not something you... Unfortunately, experience or fortunately, experience, I should say, until you leave the game. But it's hard to recognise that in the latter part of your career and putting things in place because you're still in the in the midst of it. So, um, I've just been trying to, you know, speak with some older players that might be transitioning out of the club and, and share my story a little bit um, and pass on some experiences because it's uh, it can become a challenge, particularly when you've got family and kids and you got responsibility as a man to provide for a family. Yeah, a couple of quick ones. Uh, the best crow you've played with in your time and who's been your toughest opponent? Well, our best teammate. So I had Andrew McLeod at the back end of his career. He was yeah. uh, just incredible. It was a really unique experience. Obviously, watching him in 97, 98, as a kid, how good he was and then the 
play with him at the end was fantastic. And Paddy Dangerfield, we had him for the first half of his career, was uh, incredible. I think he's playing 300 swaggers, and he's so good on Paddy for that. Um, and again, oh, tough to go past a couple. Gary Ablett, Scott Pendlebury, mm. um, <laughs> you know, Joel Selwood, they're pretty special players, all yeah. different, but all champions. Now, you're filling in for Blighty next week. We play a game Tuesday, true or false. I want you to ask this honestly. Is this true or is this myth? Steve, Stephen Rose says, when he saw you as a young player, you had a fantastic game. Of, I think it must have been... You were at Glenelg, weren't you? I was, yeah. Yeah, and you come off a 30 or 40 possession game. He said, if, he said, Doug, have you had many of these, these sort of games, 30 or 40? And you say, mate, and you said, every week. Every week in the juniors, I had it with you. Every week. And he sort of, Robbie said he was quite taken aback. You're only telling the truth. Is that tr- any truth in that, or has he put a bit of mayo on it? It's probably true, but I think <laughs> only a young fella. Rowie didn't know me at that stage. That was probably my dry wit coming through, and uh, <laughs> I was taking the mickey a little bit. But he, he said, I did say it with a straight face, but I was having a bit of a laugh, I think, with him, but he thought Bl- I was serious. Bloody, you call that truish, don't you? Yeah, just truish, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, enjoy your week in the chair here, mate. It's. Uh, it's, it's pretty lonely sometimes. You, you know, you've got to stand here with D.L. Wildy and, and cop the lot. He, he comes hard at you sometimes, but but I'm sure you'll handle it. No, I look forward to it. Big shoes to fill, obviously, but I'll, I'll have a go. See you, Dougie. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Good on you, boys. Take care. Richard Douglas, the number 26 for... Oh, I love the way you come up. How many showdowns? Oh, I think I've played about 20. No, you haven't. You've got 22. Brogue's got it wrong, too. Yeah. He, Brogue's undersold himself, didn't yes, he? Yes, he did. Whereas Dougie... No, no, he was a couple Dougie short. went over the top. No, he was a couple short. Yeah. But he thought he'd won th- more. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He thought he'd won more. Was yeah. Brogues thought he'd won less. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, tire power, think safety this August. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local tire power. That's interesting what you said. Um, write something for the Players Association. Because when you go from being a, a star and um, a lot of adulation and this yes, and that, yeah. and suddenly overnight, it's gone. Yeah. Gone. And a lot of a lot of footballers have struggled with that. They have. It, it, Guys, even in our era and, and yeah. beyond. Well, and some that was all they all had. That. Yeah. So that's why you've got to yeah. carve out another. That's why I love what Pagan said. You've got to move on. Look ahead. Yeah. Don't look back. I agree. Couldn't agree with more things. I guess there, Richard Douglas. Sports Day. For Kias, EV6 and Sportage. Cars of the Year. And Lumo SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Sports Day SA for Adelaide Auto 4x4. Get 15% off your first purchase until September 30. Adelaide 4x4, 15% off your first purchase. Our time now for our AFL Tips to Showdown. We'll be, it's very sad, though, Blighty. This is the last <sighs> game of the year for the South Australian teams. Not often they both miss the finals, is it? Wouldn't mean too often in the... No. no not both of them. No, there's usually someone poke their head up. Hasn't been a perfect, but... Hey, she's hard to play finals every year, David, as you well know. Yeah, uh, I suppose yeah, Adelaide are on the way up, hopefully, and, and Port Adelaide can regroup. All right, let's go through the games. Oh, a big one tomorrow night. Yeah, Friday night, Brisbane versus Melbourne, oh, up at the Gabba. Wow. How, how do you pick against Brisbane at the Gabba? The record is something like 92% wins. But I've still, if Melbourne lose, they, they're out of the four. Yeah, I know. Well, but there's team, teams that won up from fifth and so forth. I suppose you can. Um, Oh, God. I think Melbourne are a better side than Brisbane. Mm-hmm. But whether they can beat them up there. Mm-hmm. I'll stick my neck out and go Melbourne. Oh, I've gone yeah, Brisbane. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, there, T-W. You know you're talking to someone who got nine out of nine last week. Yeah, I think I gifted you nine. nine but anyhow, nine. that doesn't matter. Uh, Saturday at Marnica. That is in the beautiful capital of Canberra. Oh, the Giants. Giants taking on Frio. Well, Frio, Frio are also a chance to get top four. They'll, no, they'll beat the Giants. I yeah. know I know. Giants have, 
uh, beat the Bombers a couple of weeks ago, but no, for me, Frio. Okay. Now, on Saturday also, 2.10, North Melbourne play the Gold Coast Suns at Marvel. Interesting one, this. North have got three out from last week. I thought they played okay against the, the I, Crows. They don't. Um, their last game, um, Gold Coast have got a lot of injuries. I think the Gold Coast might just win. Just. You know what? I'll pick Gold Coast just. Yeah. You know, if Maybe a couple of goals. goals yeah, tops. Uh, oh, what about this one? Geelong Cats playing the West Coast Eagles at GMHBA. That is the old Cadinia Park down at Geelong. Look, Aaron. I'm going to go out on a limb. Oh, you're not. And tip Geelong. Oh, oh I thought I was going to throw <laughs> no, no, the no, ruffie no. in. I've gone Geelong too. Oh, not that ruffie. Now, at MCG on a Saturday evening, Essendon playing at Richmond. Well, you'd expect the response from the Bombers over the week from hell. Ben Rutten could be his last game as coach. But Richmond are playing... They're in the eight. They can go one position higher. And they're playing pretty good footy. Yeah. I, I think the Tigers win. And, and and they could win well. They could win well. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Now, here we go. The showdown. Adelaide Oval, 7.30 Saturday night. Port Adelaide v Adelaide as we know it. Yes, you were saying probably damp conditions. I think that does help Adelaide. It does. I, I think it'll bring the margin lower. But I, I'm tipping Port. Make my best bet this week. Port Adelaide 1-39. to 39. Ooh, okay. So they can win from any... Anywhere from you know. Well, I'm I'm looking, and this this is probably four points. I, I think it would. Yeah, right. I, I, yeah. I mean, Adelaide could win it. There's no doubt about it. But I, I'm going Port Adelaide. I think you you don't play for, for for milestone games, but Robbie Gray's meant something to the whole of this group, and I, you don't do that when you're chasing the footy. But just the razzmatazz yeah. at the start of the game, and I think this might help them. You know, when Port were getting beaten, they got beaten by the top five sides, and they pushed Fremantle, they yeah. pushed everyone. I think they're a fraction better. Yeah, they probably are at the moment. But the conditions could make it a real scrap, but I will go Port Adelaide by 12 points. Excellent. Good call. Now, on Sunday, Hawthorne play the Western Bulldogs down at the University of Tasmania Stadium. Well, the Bulldogs, will they know their fate by then? No, the Carlton game's after, isn't it? Yeah. They have to win. Yep. Uh, I think Hawthorne, you know, they put the cue on the rack. Uh, Hard to beat over there in uh, Tasmania, but I think... Well, and Bulldogs aren't travelling at all. No, I think they'll been. fall in. Yeah, same same to me. Uh, also on Sunday is guess who? This could be 90,000. This it will could be. be. Yeah. It will be. Carlton versus Collingwood MCG with a whole lot of stuff hanging on it. Gee. Wow. Actually, you go first this one. I've been going first, everyone. Okay. I'm going? going Collingwood. Oh, Carlton. I, I, the two best midfielders, two of the three, are out. Kennedy. They got some big guns up forward. Yeah, got to get it there. Yeah, good point. Well, I'll go Carlton against you then. Oh, DW. I'm going to two against. And here we go. The final game: St Kilda versus Sydney. St Kilda got oh, a, Sydney a modicum of chance, like nothing. Chance, no, Sydney really. are playing for top two. Yeah, they are. They have to win to be top two. I reckon that's the one you you put your house on. Swans okay. have to win, and they stay. In, they just stay there. Yeah, they do. And so, I've, I've actually gone the Swans too, David. By what? What do you reckon? Uh, just a point will do. I reckon four goals. Uh, I think they're playing. Yeah, no. Yeah. Okay, a sample tips thanks to Host Plus, an industry super fun for Aussies run only to benefits members. Search Compare Host Plus today. First round, uh, first game, Glenelg versus Centrals down at the Bay. Uh, you got to tip Glenelg, but they've been disappointing, haven't they, recently? They have a bit. Glenelg, Tigers. Yep. Port Adelaide playing Adelaide, Adelaide Oval, of course. Crows, certainties. Certainties, I've got them too. Sturt playing North Adelaide. Oh, North Adelaide. So I've got North Adelaide. South Adelaide playing the Eagles at Flinders University down at Norlunga. We spoke with Dean Brogan last night. He said it's been a pretty wretched year and they've had a few injuries and that. But 
Eagles need to win this yeah, and rely on another results. They'll go the Eagles. So have I. They, they have to win yeah. Eagles. Should yeah, yeah. And West Adelaide playing Norwood. Is Norwood going for nine in the row? Something like that. Norwood, even though it's at Richmond. we've we've Richmond. pumped up West Adelaide. High, high sense stadium. We I get Brad Gotts on. We give him a yeah. bit of a rev up speech and look how well they're going. Yeah, uh, I think I've, it was us. Yeah, it was. Or probably more you. <laughs> no. And Nord, I've gone Nord too. So there you go. That's the uh, tipping from David Lachlan Wildey and Malcolm Jack Blight. Now, Fexpert Car Service, book online at repcoservice.com. Mate, have a great weekend. Um, let's hope the showdown's a ripper and we'll do it all again Monday. No, we won't. You're off. Yeah, I'm oh, off. Oh, you're off. I've got a week off. Richard Douglas. Richard Douglas is coming in. Yes, of course he is. He's um, apparently just wobbling in his boots getting in your chair. Kate, you never actually sat in your chair. <laughs> you know that? That's really Sam, we used to get another chair. Yeah. He said, I can't sit on the King's throne. Oh, please. Yeah, I said uh, I would have. No, he's a nice nice young fellow, Richard. Uh, I'm, I'm, say sure KG. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure I'm sure. We'll have a, a good week job. off. Yeah, we will. And then we'll do it all again. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Right, um, play some good golf and we'll see you in about a week's time. See you, mate. Bye, David. Sports Day for Kias, EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.